Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is late night. Steve Thompson in for Henry Lake. Uh, Henry was in earlier today here on News Talk E3O WCCO. And we're going to talk hockey in August. The Beauty League's underway right now at Braemar. Um, I'm sure there's camps going on all over the state of Minnesota as as the youngsters get ready for tryouts this fall and the start of a season. But uh, uh, hockey, kind of a year-round thing in these parts. And Dan Winnesota has a brand-new book, A Slap Shot in Time, and I was in for Mike Max, and I visited with Dan about his book. He's good enough to join us here again on Lake Night. And, uh, Dan, congrats again on the book, and uh, all the feedback I'm hearing is really good. Uh, yeah, hey, thanks for having me back on. Can I, I just want to give a shout-out to Henry Lake. I know he's having a tough day, and I just want to send some love his way to him and to his friend and their family as well uh, before we talk about it. Yeah, no, no, no doubt, tough day for Henry. Uh, longtime friend passed away. and uh, Once again, our thoughts uh, go out to uh, Henry and uh, his friend's family at this difficult time, for sure. Uh, the book, Slapshot in Time, uh, The Wild But True History, uh, The Minnesota Fighting Saints. Uh, Dan, I, I know when we talked before, and I, I know you spend a lot of time on social media, and there's been a lot of buildup, and you've been really sharing with people the process of putting this book together, uh, a real labor of love. Yeah, I spent uh, tons of hours with my face buried in newspapers, um, you know, probably ignoring my wife and child on the weekends and at nights after my day job and lots of time down at the Historical Society digging through old boxes of photos and uh, making phone calls. And it's, uh, I mean, you have to be a research nerd to be, uh, to, to, to go down the rabbit hole, as I like to say. Yeah, and, you know, I, I thought about it again today because they're celebrating uh, the 30th anniversary of the Mall of America opening. And, of course, uh, most well, folks know that uh, Met Center and Met Stadium were on the site or on the site that Mall of America sits uh, today, particularly Met Stadium. Um, I, Ikea would be kind of next door to Met Center. Yeah, that was a close. Yep. Yeah, and... Uh, the Med Center was the home of the North Stars and built for an NHL team. But over in St. Paul, there was uh, a rival team, the Minnesota Fighting Saints. And, you know, youngsters don't re- remember it, but, but I remember it well. Well, a lot of people don't remember, too, that 
the, the Fighting Saints were kind of born out of the North Stars. Uh, when the North Stars were getting their, their franchise, the, the, uh, the group of men who were trying to get the, the franchise, the NHL, to, to give them a franchise, um, they had, there was two groups. There was a St. Paul group and a Minneapolis group, and um, they were kind of debating over where they were going to you know, build a stadium because there wasn't a stadium big enough at the time. In, in Minnesota, I think they required like 13,000 seats and there wasn't one available. So they either had to remodel one or they had to build a new one. And they had kind of had plans for both. And like a few days before the presentation to the Board of Governors, uh, uh, the Minneapolis faction of the group kind of decided that they wanted to go with the plans to build the new stadium at uh, the Met, Met Stadium site. And that kind of ticked off the St. Paul faction. Um, so the St. Paul faction said, fine, we're going to present our own plan. Uh, and those plans were to re, uh, remodel the St. Paul Auditorium. Um, and they went in the, the, about a day before the, uh, the presentation, they decided that a unified group would be better than being divided. So they went, went in to talk to the Board of Governors and agreed to St. Paul's demands to present those plans. But the Board of Governors was not having any of it. They were bored and, and said, no, we want a new stadium. So they took a break went back outside, discussed it, and both groups agreed to go with the Met Stadium site. They went back in. They got the, uh, the NHL franchise. Well, you know, fast forward to the North Stars' first season, December of 1967, St. Paul approved plans for an 18,000-seat facility, kind of out of necessity. They wanted to start having their own major sports teams, too, because they lost out on the North Stars. And then, you know, the WHA came calling, and they, the Fighting Saints were their first tenant. Yeah, and, and the old St. Paul Civic Center was born, and uh, both facilities had state hockey tournaments once upon a time. I, I remember yeah. my dad taking my brother and, and me and, and some friends to the uh, Constellation and third place games on a Saturday afternoon out at the old Met Center in Bloomington, and then obviously the tournament moved back to St. Paul, its original home. They were They were in the auditorium and then moved back to the Civic Center, and uh, they they didn't leave the Civic Center until it was torn down, and they spent a couple of years at Target Center before returning to the X. Little history of the state tournament. Yeah, right. uh, I re, I remember all of that. But but nevertheless, the Civic Center and the World Hockey Association, and even though the Saints ultimately weren't successful, some of those clubs uh, made it to the NHL when they merged. Yeah, four of them did. Um, the the Winnipeg Jets, the uh, Whalers, the um, Oilers, and there's another Canada team. I'm forgetting the Nordiques. Um, yeah. And when the NHL, when they, you know, they the whole WHA was kind of formed with the intention of merging and forcing a merger with the NHL because um, there was the same league. I don't want to say it. The same people that started the ABA enforced the merger with. The NBA, uh, Davidson and, and Regan were the two guys that created the WHA. Well, for many years, they tried to force a merger, and um, the NHL really wasn't having it. Uh, Clarence Campbell and some of the owners, specifically Ballard out of uh, the Maple Leafs owner, just they viewed the WHA as like their enemies. Like, why would we make peace sure. with our enemies here? We have no reason to. Well, it kind of came down to the younger players. The WHA didn't have rules about younger players. Uh, signing younger players, the NHL did, and the, the WHA had all these – Wayne Gretzky. They had Wayne Gretzky locked up for all these years, and that kind of became their trump card. Um, and a little in, interesting fact about the merger, 
Um, I think it happened in 78, March of 78. They did a vote, and it failed by one vote. And one of those votes was the Montreal Canadiens. The Montreal Canadiens also owned Molson Beer. And the uh, three Canadian teams in the WHA that were going to uh, merge, their fans all staged a boycott of Molson Beer. Oh, wow. Two or three weeks later, they voted again, and Montreal ended up voting yes, and the WHA, four WHA teams ended up merging with the NHL. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, now back to the Saints. The Saints had uh, a tumultuous run in the WHA. Finances were always a challenge for this team. It it just, it, it was a money issue for sure. Yeah, they just they just couldn't keep afloat. They never had the attendance that I think I read it was it, it was eleven thousand they needed to average. In the first season, they yep. expected to lose some money. They averaged like six thousand. The second season, it was like eight thousand. But it just they never never could get the number of people in the seats that they needed to keep them afloat. But the funny thing is, and I think I told you this last time too, that they were one of the league's uh, largest drawing teams. You know, but. Um, the league kind of let them let them die because they, you know, were looking ahead at mergers and they were looking to bring teams along that didn't have NHL competition, you know, just across the river. So I, I yep. think that's one of the reasons they kind of let them let them die. Yeah, slap shot in time. The wild but true history of the Minnesota Fighting Saints. Dan Minnesota joining us, and he's joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. A lot of great stories, and this had to be, you know, there's the history and the nuts and bolts and who owned what and when they were founded, but but really the stories and the yeah. the ties to the motion picture slap shot and the the minor league affiliate and all the characters that, that came through and were involved in the franchise, that that's really where the fun is, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, for me, I mean, just learning about, you know, because I, you know, I saw Slapshot as a kid, and you're, you you know the stories, you know the lines, you know, hey, Ogie, buy you a Coke after the game, you know, you know all the lines and all that stuff, but going through this and you're, you know, doing this research, you're like, wow, that really happened, you know, and so that was one of the reasons I felt like I needed to bring, you know, the book to life. Yeah, and, and so many great stories, not, not home and, and on the road, and uh, e- even a story uh, in in Mankato. And I, I know uh, <laughs> Michael Rand of the Star Tribune did a piece, and you, you share that story, and it, it it's a story in the book, and it's a good one. Yeah, so it was uh, the summer of 75. They were kind of already financially very fragile. Um, and they were trying to reach out. They instead of doing like their exhibition games, home exhibition games uh, at the Civic Center, they were going to do them in local communities, like they did one in Cottage Grove against the St. Paul Vulcans, and uh, you know sold the place out. Just trying to get more interest from more of the suburbs rather than just the you know downtown crowd. And they did one at Mankato, and back then it was called the Ice Palace. I think it's called All Seasons today. Um, but they did like an inter-squad scrimmage between their kind of regular starters um, and the their Johnstown uh, players. And the Johnstown players, which included, you know, uh, Jack, Steve, and Jeff Carlson, Dave Hansen, um, Kurt Brackenberry, all these, you know, kind of big names you'll you'll see on that, the, that Johnstown Jets team, the, the kind of heavies, I guess you would say. But they jumped out to a 3 nothing lead. And the Fighting Saints regulars started to get a little chippy. And uh, 
apparently Steve Carlson skated into the corner and he ran into Mike Walton. Mike Walton is kind of the big, big name scorer on the, on the fighting saints. Um, and he, they kind of started to get into a scrap and seeing this Jack Carlson skated in to, you know, kind of protect his brother a little bit. And Jack Carlson, if you've ever seen him on the ice, he's, he's a, he's a big man. Um, yeah. um they said his, his fists were like meat hooks and <laughs> He skated into the corner and kind of got, they called Mike Walton shaky. And he said, he said, shaky, you don't want to do this. And shaky looked at him and, you know, raised his fist and said, yes, I do. And Jack said, no, shaky, you don't. And shaky once again said, yes, yes, I do. And Jack gave him one punch, broke his nose, blood everywhere. Giant, giant scrum in the corner. They get the giant scrum broken up. And we've got photos of this in the book. We found, Never before seen photos of this whole thing, uh, and it's in the book. Uh, they get the scrum broken up, and they're kind of skating away. And um, John Arbor, uh, who's on this kind of starting regulars team, takes his stick and jabs it into the stomach of Gary Gambucci, who's one of the uh, the uh, the Johnstown guys, a Minnesota guy, Gary Gambucci. Um, and those two go at it uh, in like a stick fight, and uh, the bench is clear. Um, just fighting all over the ice. And we, again, we've got pictures of this too. In the book. Um, the, the, after the game, Steve Carlson said, so they had been given the key to the city um, by the Mankato mayor. After the game, coach Harry Neal walked into the, the Johnstown Jets locker room and threw the key to, to them and said, here, you won this bleeping game and gave them the key. Wow. Um, and the, the beauty of this whole thing is that it was a fundraiser for youth hockey. Wow. Yeah, you just absolutely can't make it up. Tons of great characters in this book. Um, And by the way, uh, it it is available, I understand, on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. Uh, Next week, it's going to be available on the Star Tribune. I I think last time I wasn't able to announce this with you because we hadn't officially made the signing yet. But uh, uh, Star Tribune is officially sponsoring the release party. And they are going to be selling some books on their website. They don't have them cool. yet. They'll probably have them by next week. Um, but they're going to be selling them for the same price Amazon does. So if you'd rather buy from the Star Tribune than Amazon, uh, feel free. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the release party, that'll be at Tom Reed's. Everyone knows where that is over on 7th near the X. Yep, August 20th, uh, we're going to have a release party um, noon to 4 um, sounds like there's a lot of sporting events that night. The Twins have their Hall of Fame night. The, the United, are, Minnesota United are playing. The Saints are playing. And the Vikings have a preseason game. So we're hoping, hoping people will make a day of it. Um, Lefty Curran, the, the goaltender for the Fighting Saints, is going to be there to sign some books. I'll be there. He's, uh, Lefty's got some other players we think are coming, at least three or four, hopefully. Nice. Um, may, maybe more. So ho- hopefully some of the old Fighting Saints will be there. Um, Jesse Pierce, the editor, uh, is going to be there as well because she's just as much a part of this project as anybody else. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'd love to have people come down there and patronize Tom Reeds. They, they've they been uh, very kind in opening their doors to us, and uh, we want people to uh, uh, have a good time that day and, and enjoy Tom Reeds. That's coming up a week from Saturday, right, Dan? Yeah, one week. All right. Well, congrats again on the book. A uh, lot of great stories. Uh And once again, the big release party coming up. It's going to be a great time. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate you having me back. Thank you very much. All right, there he is, Dan Winnesota. Brand new book, Slapshot in Time. 
And uh, it, it just really, really fun stories. The wild but true history of the Minnesota Fighting Saints. And that, once again, available on Amazon, soon to be available at uh, the Star Tribune site. It is 1021 here at News Talk. E3OWCCO. It is late night, Stephen for Henry. He was in earlier today here on News Talk, 830 WCC. Normally hear me on Saturdays. Uh, been on the weekends uh, for a bit here at News Talk, 830 WCCO. Fill in for Maxie and uh, Henry from time to time. Keep an eye on the radar, and we'll have more on the weather in a moment. Uh, showers moving in, and they're just kind of sliding down I-94 if you really want a feel for it. And they are drifting through, and we'll have details on the forecast. Now, the weather earlier in the week didn't look great for Friday. We're still going to get rain early in the day, but it looks like that's going to move through fairly quickly. And later in the day on Friday and Friday evening should be okay. Twins are out in California, and they open a three-game series with the Angels. And that'll be Friday night, Saturday night, and then a Sunday matinee before they return to Target Field. And they get the Royals and the Rangers on the next homestand. And the Twins right now, a game and a half out. Cleveland played today. They won. They beat the Tigers again. The White Sox lose to the Royals. So uh, the Twins, a game and a half back in second place. And the White Sox sit three and a half games back. And we did bring up uh, the Field of Dreams game down at Dyersville, Iowa. And that goes to the Cincinnati Reds. They beat the Chicago Cubs uh, the, or I should say the Cubs win, uh, beating the Reds 4-2 to two, uh, the final. And really a cool setting. And, and both teams having terrible seasons. And, you know, Hammer, I've wondered uh, about this. You know, the Cubs uh, had that good run, and now they're just the Cubs again. It, it, it's amazing. Yeah, I think part of the reason for that is the owners, you know, they got their title and everything. You know, the Cubs fans are happy. And they figure, okay, now their franchise just can make money. I mean, as long as we're making money, as long as people are selling Wrigley Field, we're fine because we give them a World Series. We don't need to be contenders every year. And unfortunately, I think that's the mindset they have, which, quite frankly, if I was a fan, I'd be uh, bothered by that. But that's the route they've chosen to go, apparently. Yeah, and and what's funny about it, you know, they they put a lot of money into Wrigley Field. And, and Wrigleyville is blown up. And it, it is quite an experience. I mean, if you are a baseball fan, you know, going to Chicago, uh, you know, and, and we, we took the kids there when they were younger a lot, stayed downtown. We've taken the red line out to the south side and seen the White Sox play. Um, it's changed names over the years. And we've taken the same train, the red line up to the north side, and, and Wrigley Field, it, it's a really cool experience. You know, going to a game at Wrigley Field, it was it was just great. A number of years ago, we, we saw uh, the Cubs take on the Dodgers. And this is when they were on the upswing. Um, so it, it was really a tough ticket. But, you know, even when the Cubs were bad, kind of in the Harry, Cara, Harry Carey era, um, you know, they, they would sell tickets, and they were a draw, and the hapless Cubs, and so on and so forth. Lovable losers. Yeah, and you ultimately... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get to the point where they win the, the world championship, as you pointed out, and people are going to go to Wrigley, and they probably figured that out either way. Yeah. I mean, you can make the argument that the uh, Packers are kind of the same way. I mean, you know, you get this iconic place in Lambeau Field. People are going to show up no matter what. As long as you put a competitive team on the field, that's all that matters. And that's what Green Bay's done. They've been competitive year in, year out. Now, granted, only a couple Super Bowl titles, but, you know, people think they should have more. But if you sell out the stadium and people are clocking to Green Bay, I mean, then you're doing all right. Yeah, and, you know, the the thing about Green Bay, and, you know, they they had some lean years. After the great teams, oh, did they Bart Starr, et cetera. There, there were some lean years, and and I've got family members who are lifelong Packer fans, and you know they they can recount that. And then they've had the good fortune of having Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers back to back, and that that's extraordinary. And and you get the sense that the end of the Aaron Rodgers era is imminent, and can the Packers find a third Hall of Fame caliber quarterback? in a row the odds are against them but uh it, it, it's been extraordinary what green bay has been able to do in this run it, it really has i mean you know having two halted quarterbacks that's such a long stretch oh. with that margin of success i mean it's it's amazing isn't it yeah and in the same period of time you think of the number of quarterbacks the Minnesota Vikings have gone through. And that's been uh, the biggest Achilles heel for the Vikings is that they have not had a franchise quarterback since I think the closest I had in my time up here is Dante Culpepper, who was doing fine until he blew out his knee back in 05, and then that was pretty much the end of his reign here. Yeah, and then, you know, they had Teddy Bridgewater. Who never know, really got started. I promise. Yeah, and and had that awful knee injury and has, has bounced around since. In the NFL, it is 10:30 here at News Talk E3OWCCO. Still a lot more to come. Uh, we'll talk more about the Vikings. Kirk Cousins may not make the trip. He's not feeling well. We don't know what it is. It hasn't been confirmed that it's it's COVID. But if he does test positive, uh, would need to be quarantined by NFL rule for five days. But uh, at this point in the week, if if he is not feeling well, do you put him on a plane to Vegas? And he probably isn't going to play anyway. So we'll we'll get into that in more detail. We'll have a full look at the scoreboard coming up as well with the hammer at about 10.45 or so uh, here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O.
It is Lake Knight and Steve in for Henry Lake. The Hammer Craig Schrepfer is our producer on the program. Always good to work with Hammer. We've worked together for a lot of years here at News Talk, A3O-WCCO. And Milestone, we, we touched on it with Dan Winnesota when we talked about his new book about the Minnesota Fighting Saints. A slap shot in time, and and by the way, that big party coming up at Tom Reed's week from Saturday, the release party, and a lot of work, Jesse Pierce, who's been on late night, uh, talking wild hockey, uh, Hammer is the editor of that book, so uh, cool local book on the history of the Minnesota Fighting Saints, but uh, we, we brought it up 30 years ago, the Mall of America opened on the site of the Met Stadium in Bloomington, and Met Center sat to the north of where Mall of America is, or kind of east of Ikea, if you will, uh, right along 494, really between the Mall of America and the airport. So anyone too young to remember, you know, has probably seen photos and, and so on and so forth of what it looked like once upon a time. You know, and I think about 30 years of the Mall of America, and I'll never forget, as a kid, when the decision was made that the Twins and Vikings would leave Met Stadium and move to the Metrodome in downtown Minneapolis, and all the wrangling and all the ideas and all the renderings, and there, there's been a lot written, there's been a lot of stories about how all that transpired and how they ended up in the Metrodome. They built it for $55 million on time under budget. And um, from the moment the Twins moved in, uh, baseball fans really despise the place, even though I have some very good memories, including 87 and 91 in the Metrodome. I, I, I didn't hate the Metrodome as many people. I, I thought, for the most part, uh, the sight lines for football in the Metrodome were excellent. Um, I absolutely no beef. Uh, about the Metrodome for a football game. Whether it was the Vikings or Gophers, and you could argue, oh, the Gophers never should have left campus. Let me tell you something. Memorial Stadium was a complete dump when when they moved to the Metrodome. It was well past its prime. Um, I wish they would have remodeled it on site or put money into it on site. They didn't. And, and when they ultimately left uh, for the Metrodome, Memorial Stadium was well, well, well past its prime. But, you know, it's just funny to think about that site. Now, Mall of America has been there for 30 years, Hammer. Now, I I understand once upon a time you worked out at Mall of America. Isn't that true? That that is correct. When I uh, first moved up here back in 98 to go to school or so, I was working at the uh, Sears store at the Mall of America because I was at the Sears store in Eau Claire and... It's just easy for me to transfer from one Sears store to another. So I was there for, I think I want to put close to eight years there. Oh, Working wow. Working after college and the first early part of my career in the radio. Yeah. See, see I, I knew you worked out there. I just didn't know for how long. So it, it, it's always been amazing to me. I, I guess I've never felt the draw. Certainly I've been out there a number of times for radio-related things. And um, we, we CCO Radio's had events out there. and. Took the family out there. The indoor amusement park still amazes me. I, I, I still think that's really interesting, that concept, and it's still very wildly popular. And, and the mall has changed a lot. The anchored tenants have changed. You brought up Sears 
Um, Sears no longer in business, um, and and that's really changed. But what I got to thinking about today, and I wanted to run this by you because you have a history at the Mall of America, work history out there. What's the next phase for the mall? Because I thought if they were ever going to legalize casino gaming outside of the Native American uh, casinos, that there would be a casino. And, and we know that's now likely not going to happen in our lifetimes, that uh, the Native American casinos ha- have a lock on that, and the gambling compact is is pretty sewn up. So we're, so we're not going to see a casino out there. But I thought at some point in time they're going to put in a casino. Now, they have added a hotel, the JW Marriott, and they, I, there is an office component out there. And there is talk that they're going to add a gigantic water park as part of the complex. And I think that rumor continues to fly. And I don't know if you've heard that as well. Uh, you know, I've heard that mention around, and that would be something that would make sense, given that they have the amusement park in the middle of it and everything. Um, yeah. I, I know it's not going to happen, but I do like your casino idea because you go on the fourth floor there. That's more for, like, where the adults play and everything. You have some restaurants, some comedy clubs up there. And yep. a casino would just fit in great up there if they could ever actually pull that off. Yeah, and, and like I say, with, with the, the, the way gaming is structured in the state, not not sure that's going to fly or ever happen. But I do have another idea. What's that? And I wanted to run this by you, and and it does have a sports component, and and I want to get your thoughts real quick. For the Mall of America, moving forward, we we all know that the Minnesota Timberwolves have new ownership. And Target Center has been in downtown Minneapolis since the very early days of the franchise. Target Center is about 30 years old. And I have a sense that Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie are eventually going to want a new building. Yes. That they're not going to be able to remodel Target Center again and and bring it up to NBA standards. No. I, I know currently they have a lease, and Glenn Taylor made an agreement where the team's not moving anywhere. But this is what I would say. The Mall of America had those four anchor stores on the corners of the mall. Why not go forward lay the groundwork to build an NBA-caliber arena on site, concerts, 41 NBA dates a year, etc., and try and lure the Timberwolves to the Mall of America and put an arena on that site, kind of back to the future, and, and make an arena, an NBA arena, and see if you can't get the Timberwolves to go out to the suburbs. Here's the only flaw with that idea I see, and I think I think I like the way you're thinking or so. How do you make money off the parking then? Because Denver's going to park at the mall to go to the games or so. They're going to park the shop around. You can't charge people to park there for the shopping. Yeah, parking is parking. Because that's really what did the North fact. Stars in over at the uh, Met Stars, my understanding, is that, you know, they couldn't figure a thing of parking because, you know, they had the parking lot out there. Well, the mall across the street, you usually park at the mall and just walk across the way. I mean, they're going to charge for parking over there, so. Yeah, they're, they're not going to charge you at a mall. Yeah, that 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 certainly could be a fly in the ointment. But I'm just thinking that an entertainment venue of that caliber would would, would that make sense? Well, but the, yeah, you the know, only park, anchor store. Be- 
And the only Anchor Show you really could do that as a Sears store, but the problem with that is the uh, guy who owns Sears, Eddie Lampert, I think he still has rights to that building. And for some reason, he's not giving them up. I don't know if it's like there's some kind of deal to be made or whatnot, but he still has rights to that building. That's why nothing's gone in there in the last three-plus years since it closed down. Yeah, could be a land deal. Very well could be a land deal. Yeah, um, but it, it just interested me. What's the next phase for the mall? And, and that site. And once again, there's been plans for the water park. But it would be very interesting that at some point in the future, one of the local franchises called Bloomington home at some point. Because you know the NBA teams would absolutely love it. Proximity to the airport. Hotel on site. You fly in. It's, it's a quick motor coach trip over yeah. to the building. You're in, you're out. Now, granted, downtown Minneapolis isn't that far away, and yeah. I know downtown Minneapolis wouldn't want to lose the Timberwolves, but I, I'm just saying here that the Timberwolves at some point in time are going to need a new building, whether it's downtown or out in the suburbs. They're, they're going to want a new building. Yeah, you, but- you're just, you're just not going to be able to fix up Target Center and, again. You bring up a good question, what's next for them all? Because look how much has changed in the last 30 years. I mean, back in that day, like 92, you went there to do a lot of, I mean, other than the entertainment stuff, you went to do shopping or so, like, you know, get some clothes or whatever. Yeah. And now you, now you just order on the internet and just have them shipped to your house so you don't really need to leave your house to go shopping anymore. And that's impacted a lot of malls across the country where you've seen a lot of them shut down as a result of that. Yeah, and and see, that's why I'm wondering if if you've got to create another draw. And and. You're right. Parking is a factor. I just wonder how much now the Timberwolves get as a share of the revenue out of ramp A, B, and C downtown. It'd be interesting. That's to a good question. Peel back that onion, or, to, or does the city get all of that? All right, quick break. we got to come back. we got to get into the scoreboard. Cleveland won. Twins were idle. They're a game and a half back in the division. All of that and more in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Let's get into the scoreboard, uh, MLB center stage here in the middle of August. Hammer, what do you got? Well, we got a very light night on the uh, Major League Baseball down because it's Thursday, so a lot of teams off. But here's the games that were in progress. Uh, the uh, Miami Marlins, they shut up the Philadelphia Phillies 3 nothing. In a battle of Texas, the Astros get by the Rangers 7-3. to The Colorado Rockies beat the St. Louis Cardinals 8-6. to Dimebacks are the Pirates 9-3. to the Red Sox get by the Orioles 4-3. to In the Field of Dreams game tonight in Dyersville, Iowa, the Cubs double up the Reds by a score of 4-2. to And two games finish the Twins fans in the AL Central. The uh, Cleveland Guardians in 10 innings knock off the Detroit Tigers 4-3. to And the Kansas City Royals, they beat the Chicago White Sox 5-3 to in Kansas City. So your standings at the moment, as my computer updates here, the Cleveland Guardians have a game-and-a-half lead over the Minnesota Twins who are idle today. Twins are in uh, L.A. tomorrow night to face the Angels. You hear that game starting at 8 o'clock here on WCCO Radio. Yeah, and uh, still too early to panic. Oh, they, they have got an opportunity to right the ship. Angels on the road, Royals at home, Rangers at home. This is where you start winning series again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is back, like I said earlier, I call these get-well games. You yeah. go to the Angels, you take two out of three. You come in for the Royals, you take two out of three. You take on the Rangers, you hopefully split the Sears or even win three out of four. Yeah, and it, 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 there's no doubt. Ideally, it's a seven out of ten. You, you know, you go seven and three over the next ten games would just be it, absolutely ideal. And here's what we have to remember. There's eight weeks left in the MLB season. 
Twins right now are a game and a half out of first place. There's plenty of time still to get back in front of Cleveland or stay with them or so. They're, Wyoming's not out of the race by far. Yeah, and, you know, Scott Miller, uh, who's covered the major leagues for a long time, uh, joined me from Southern California, and he said, the thing about Cleveland that's interesting, they're a very young ball club. They have a veteran mm-hmm. manager in Terry Francona, and, you know, they're probably in the mode right now where they don't know what they don't know. Yeah, and I, I mean, here's what I like about Cleveland. I like their starting pitching a lot, and I think they have a really good closer in Class A. I just don't know how good that bridge is to get to him from the starters to the uh, closer. Uh, their lineup does not impress me that much. I think Minnesota's got a much better lineup. So it's just a matter of the tw- I mean, Minnesota last to Cleveland. They're going to play again here this year. They've got at least, I think, two more series left. So yeah. they're going to have plenty of chances to pass Cleveland this be the next eight weeks. And I've just been waiting for the White Sox and waiting for the White Sox. Yeah, maybe wait until I'm, next year. I, I'm almost ready to give up and just say, no, they're, they're not going to do it. And they're they're not going to get back into this. But you look at their lineup, their pitching, and it's just hard to explain. Yeah. They, they may be the most talented team in this division, but for some reason just everything that could go wrong this year has gone wrong. And now you have Tim Anderson, the shortstop, up for six weeks with a wrist injury. Yeah. I mean, at some point you just look and say, it's not our year. And I think that's yeah. the case with the White Sox. Yeah, so an opportunity for the Twins coming up. By the way, we have all the news at 11. Um, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, Allianz Field, the MLS All-Star Game. Things went really, really well. And uh, the MLS uh, beat uh, uh, the League out of Mexico in, in that one 2-1. to one. So, so we'll talk more about that. And we'll replay our chat with Katie Smith, associate head coach of the Lynx. There'll be a Fowls night tomorrow night, Friday night. Uh, the Lynx still have a chance to get to the postseason. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.